Hello, 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 and welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I am your host, Bianca. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I am just, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here today. The sun is shining. We're going to hit summer soon. And for anyone who is from the East Coast, this is a big deal because, you know, we have seasons up in here, Northeast. And um, when the summer hits, spring, summer, we we soak we soak all that vitamin D up. So I can definitely feel it in the air that um, everyone is just ready for summer, especially after the pandemic. So I can't help but like smile and think about just, I don't know, just being outside with people that I love. And uh, it just made me think that one of the things I learned in quarantine was that I need to listen to my body. We had normalized, and I think it's still in a sense, um, maybe a thing that's in the back of people's heads once the world opens up fully again like everyone's worried about going back to that lifestyle of constantly running around like a crazy person, like feeling the need that you need to do a thousand different things at once. And sleep is the last priority. And quarantine was beautiful in in that sense that I think we realized like, oh, wow, we, we need to take care of ourselves. I mean, hello, this whole podcast has been created realizing that I needed to take care of myself because I had the time during the pandemic to sit down. But specifically, I think that we need to continue to normalize, to listen to our bodies and take time to relax. Because the moments when you listen to your body and you really notice like, okay, I need, I need to, I don't feel good. I need more sleep. Ah, my brain is not clear right now because I'm doing too many things or I'm not eating enough or I went too hard this weekend or I I, I don't know whatever it is for you you'll you will feel it but you just have to I think remember to be more in tune with yourselves as we start going into post-pandemic life and really really take time to rest when you need it and go outside and and get some vitamin d and relax and take a breather, let your mind reset. So that is my reminder as we go into the sunny days and summer is ahead. Continue to listen to your body and take those times to relax again. And speaking of resetting, um, our next guest today is one of my good friends. Her name is Erica Taylor. Erica is a professional dancer. She is a dancer for the Miami Heat. She's also a fitness instructor, trainer. She was on Beachbody's reality show, The 20s, The Search for the Next Super Trainer. So she's kind of she's kind of done it all as far as dance and fitness. And um, she's someone who I think is very in tune with her body. And she recently, over quarantine created her own business called Reset. And it's all about resetting your mind and the way you you think about healthy foods and movement and kind of implementing this new mindset into your daily life. And she has a membership program and she posts a bunch of workouts on Instagram and is a trainer and 
It's awesome. I've seen her create this program through quarantine. So I'm beyond proud of her. And although she doesn't consider herself an influencer, because, you know, some people, I feel like some people don't even want to take on that title, which we talk a lot about in the interview. She definitely is a positive influencer for people, I think, and someone that I look up to and I think does a really great job at using her past where, like many of us, she talks about how she felt like she had to dim her light because of social norms and she had to please other people due to the industries that she was in. And she kind of used all of that and how it affected her and created this program where she wants to help people to not feel like they need to change themselves in order to fit in and not accept their body for what it is and not accept a diet that that is going to make them feel like they're starving themselves actually create healthy ways to eat and work out for your own body and hey i think that that right there that is already influencing people in a really wonderful way So we talk all about that, and I'm so excited to share this interview with everyone. So without further ado, here is Erica Taylor from Reset. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca, and today I have a very special guest on the show. She's the stunning Erica Taylor. How are you? How how are you doing? I'm well. I just moved, so getting settled and all that. And yeah, I'm good. Things are good. So I've known Erica for, I've known you for a couple of years now. I met you in LA and I feel like over the past few years, I've, I've kind of seen you go through like a transformation, right? Of sorts. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I, it's like been I knew when I started the podcast, I knew I wanted you as one of the guests, like right from the beginning, because I just everything that you've been doing recently and kind of like developed into your purpose is just it's like this podcast. It's so in alignment with self-love and loving yourself. So I don't know if you want to start off talking about your self-love journey a bit, because I know that's something you're open about. Yes. Well, it's definitely been a journey, to say the least. I grew up with a very, very poor self-image, and I think it was hard for, you know, people to judge a book by its cover, and uh, I don't know. I, so my mom put me in dance when I was only three years old, and I think from just a young age, I was kind of tr- just always comparing myself to other girls and other people, and you know, it was nothing like my parents were so supportive and I always like, you know, got along with others, but it was more of just like this internal battle I had with myself. And I didn't realize it wasn't normal because it was my normal. And so it wasn't until, you know, I really, I attracted a lot of like uh, toxic relationships growing up, like uh, romantic relationships. Did Mostly. you any friendships or looking back, do you even realize if it was to, like now looking back, were you like, oh, that was kind of toxic too? Or friendships, friendships were good? No, I definitely always had a small circle because I 
internships, it was just like a lot of in and out. I was always doing random like summer intensives and like programs. Mm-hmm. And I transferred co- in college. I transferred schools like three times. So I was, I've always kind of been all over the place uh-huh. and I never like, As we all I always have when we're yeah. early in your twenties, figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but even in high school, I remember just, I, I always had to keep the circle small. I had like my dance friends and high school friends, but I never really got too close to anyone. So uh, it was mostly romantic relationships. I would say that stuck that stick out as being toxic mm-hmm. and that did not help the my self-image situation so yeah and then it wasn't until pretty much quarantine hit and I was about two years out of my the the toxic relationship Mm -hmm. I was in as an adult yes and that's when I finally was like okay this isn't normal I need to take a step back finally I have the time you know we all did I have the time and the resources to do so and I had to like start from square one and break down like, why do do I not love myself? And Mm -hmm. why do I not believe in myself? And I had to start from square one and and reprogram my brain and and all that jazz. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I feel like so many people relate to the quarantine. Like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And I need to figure it out because I'm not good right now or I don't feel good. And did you realize like before quarantine, do you feel like you had an idea? Did you start having an idea like, okay, I definitely had this image of myself that clearly wasn't, it was, it was, it was not real because like, you know, you were, you always are judging yourself more than like you actually we're always our biggest, our, our biggest critics, you know? Of course. Yeah. No, I don't think I really knew. Cause again, like my negative self-talk was, it, it was all I, I had ever known. So I didn't, it didn't stick out as being like weird. I, I knew I didn't feel good or my best, but again, it, it was like my normal. I didn't know any different until I, I fixed it. And then now I look back and I'm like, Whoa. Whoa. Like, what was I doing? <laughs> Poor me. Yeah, I know that it is sad. When I, I kind of had yeah. a similar, uh, a similar experience where it's like, I, I think I've always just been, for lack of a better word, like a people pleaser or someone who, yes. yes, yes. Someone who just feels like I have to like do everything for everyone else. And then, yeah, same. And then I kind same. of like over quarantine, I was like, wow, this has been like, two decades of my life that I've for sure not put myself first or I've had this like you know and it's like do you feel like you kind of I never want to regret but like do you feel like you have like you had wished that you had yeah I mean of course obviously I'm like damn I wish I could go back and like be this version of myself Mm -hmm. but I feel like I wouldn't have learned all of the lessons that I needed to learn to get to this point. Mm-hmm. So I like to say, I don't regret anything, but yeah, of course I have my moments where I'm like, oh, I got, Oh my God. I, w- I wish I could yeah. go back, but me too. I was a people pleaser, mm-hmm. like mega empath, super sensitive yes. to energy Everyone. and like, but I didn't know what it, what it was. I just knew that like being in a group setting was very overwhelming to me. And I just thought I was like antisocial or something. 
But yeah, same. I was definitely a people pleaser. And I I really identified with being like shy and reserved. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was like, again, got to this point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not really shy or reserved at all. I just was like, again, an empath. And when I would get into a room full of people, it would take me a second because I was so overwhelmed by taking on, you know, everyone else's Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. And now like thinking back to it, I, cause I think that people would find it hard to believe that you were shy because, you know, just like you appear as just like this beautiful female who is just very strong and, and like doing, you know, you're talented. Like, so like when you, you, when you talk to someone when you see someone like that, the judgment is like, oh, they're shot. Like they would be self-conscious. Like what? That doesn't make <laughs> any sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I get that. That's why I'm like, people don't judge a book by its cover or from whatever you see on social media, because um, it's definitely not always the case. Yeah. So before we go into the social media talk, do you want to explain what you what you started during quarantine, what you've created. Sure. So recently I created Reset with Erica Taylor, which is an online monthly membership. Hold on, I'm going to get an image. It's It's totally fine. Okay, I'll start that one over. (laughs) So I recently started Reset with Erica Taylor, which is an online monthly membership program to help you align to not only your dream body, but your dream life. So the membership includes weekly workouts, meditations, and journal prompts to help you get there. Because for me, my like wellness journey, again, was definitely a journey. I think being in the dance world at a young age just made me very aware of my body. And like, I was very, again, the negative self-talk was real throughout Mm -hmm my entire life. And I really wanted to create a program that would help people understand and realize that it's so much more than the way you look like truly, truly it is how you feel. And if losing weight is a goal, you can a hundred percent, you know, manifest it and align to it Mm -hmm. rather than um, beat yourself up or have that mindset of, you know, I'll be happy when I lose the weight. I'll be happy, you know, when I fit in that whatever size yeah. your heart desires. Did you, did you feel like when you were younger and into your twenties, the body dysmorphia was at the, like, were you aware of it? Because I remember you posted that video on, I think TikTok and Instagram where you kind of like showed your journey and like, where you're like this picture, I thought I was fat and we're like, what? And this picture, and I loved that video because it like showed you at the end where like you are now, which is like so healthy, glowing, feeling good. But at the time, did you even realize that? That I did realize just because my body was changing so frequently and people were noticing and make comments. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew because that was like a daily struggle. I mean, that was like 99% of my thoughts was, you know, I need to, if I eat this, then I have to skip this meal. Or if I, you know, do this, I have to work out for this many hours. And it was just, it's always been 
um, again, up until recently, this constant battle, something I always thought about. And it really, because again, I'm on the other side of it now, it's like, oh my gosh, I need people to know that like, you don't need to live like that. And yeah, I, I showed all my bodies throughout my twenties yeah. cause there was a lot of them. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, you, it's really a mindset. It's a mindset. Yeah. I, I remember, I mean, everyone should check it out when, if they look at your page, because I remember watching it and being like, I, I felt so inspired by it because again, like I, from an outsider's perspective, I would just, I, I think we just assume like you're a dancer, you're into fitness. So you always just looked good. Like you always, it's just natural. It's like with it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just feel like I say I'm good in that industry. And so when you posted that video, I was like, oh, wow, like that's that's crazy. I would have never thought that. And I'm sure that your followers or, you know, clients probably felt the same way and related to you, which I respect that you put yourself out there in that way. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I feel like everyone has their, you know, life lessons. And I mm -hmm. truly feel like that was mine. Like, yeah my self image and the eating disorders and all of that were happened early on for me. Like I'd say it was, it was tough, um, but I feel like I've definitely taken that and all the things that I've learned. And now I feel like it's kind of my job to put myself out there, to be open and vulnerable, to help other people. I love that. <laughs> that is, Yay. that's, that's really great. And I think, so I loved watching you kind of like grow during quarantine because I saw you kind of transition into being like, this is what I went through now. How can I like help other people? And you really transitioned from like, I don't really want to dance anymore. And like for the listeners, Erica is an amazing dancer. She's on Miami Heat's dance team. Like she's done a bunch of commercial dancing in LA music videos. You everything. So it must, it was really crazy to hear you say, like, I don't kind of want that anymore. Like I want to like help people. And I think yeah. that's hard for performers to. For sure. I, I think, you know, a lot of people reached out and was like, yeah, I can hundred percent relate to this. Cause for me, I, what I realized when I healed myself and found self love, I realized that a big part of me chose dance to get this validation from other people that I was worthy and like cool or something. And I, I remember like when I made my, the first NBA dance team, I danced for in my early twenties, I remember my first thought was literally, I can't wait to post this on Facebook. And, I, and then I look back and I'm like, that's so sad. Like it wasn't for me at all. It was for, it, it was a show for other people so that, so that they could validate, you know, my worth. Mm -hmm. And what I've truly realized is that, you know, you have to feel that for yourself. And once I did, I had to reevaluate and I was like, okay, I do love dancing, but why do I love to dance? Is it for other people to get that validation and feedback or is it for myself? And to be honest, I never liked being told what to do. Mm -hmm. I don't like being at rehearsals for hours upon end, like not being fed or having water. I don't like any of that. I like the two second performance on stage or on a court, but other than, other than that, like 
no, I don't really enjoy this. So that's when I had to take a step back and was like, all right, what, what am I doing? Wow. That's, that's ins- like, that's, it's crazy. Like, cause I don't think that people realize, and I think this is a good transition into the whole influencer social media conversation is I don't think people are so judgmental of everyone, literally everyone. But I think a lot of people are very much judgmental of people who put themselves out there and are attractive, feel confident to have like a career that people would be jealous of. And they would never think like, what? You don't like the same way we were talking about you looking at your body and not really liking it. And we're like, how, like why you, you looked amazing. And it's the same thing with like dancing. Like I would have never thought I would have just thought you were like, I'm a dancer and this is great. Like you, everyone's always smiling when they're dancing, you know, and I know dancing is probably, it's definitely a passion of yours. Our pressure. But it is really crazy. And that's kind of why it shows this month's topic, because I think a lot of people judge influencers. And I don't know if you consider yourself an influencer. I think from like an outsider's perspective, you kind of, you are, you influence people in a positive way, I personally think. But I do think there is this like, stereotype around it right now that it's like someone who is just like fake, not real, doesn't really, it's just doing it for like money and the products that they're selling, they don't even use. And, and I, I think that everything that you're doing with self-love and your business is actually very opposite of that. And so. Thank you. I appreciate that. What a compliment in this day and age, but yeah, no, I don't know what I, I don't, I don't give myself a title or anything that makes me cringe, but no, I do choose to show up as like me a hundred percent authentic. I will say I used to fall into that trap and I posted overly edited photos, like a face tune situation was, was very real. Like that was once me, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's been everyone (laughs) at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Or even so. I don't, I don't see any shame in that. And at this point, I feel like a lot of people have gotten to a place where they're like able to comfortably admit that. So I admit that (laughs) I used to post just like, you know, these overly edited photos with Pinterest quotes that I don't even, I'm not sure I even (laughs) understood, you know? And it wasn't until again, I got to this point where I was like, okay, how can I create a caption that will help people? Like, how can I show a photo of myself that can help people? Because to me, showing up as me, a hundred percent, my authentic self is the only way that I can, I feel that I can reach people and relate to people and and help people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that's definitely being communicated through your social media, which I'm really proud of you for, because I do think Thank that like, <laughs> it's I, been a journey, it, it's been a journey, but like you, I see that you're actively trying to always like be rooted to yourself and like what your, what makes you feel good, but also what you're realizing, like people need help with, like you're, you're having kind of like a conversation with your followers and you're super aware. And so I think that 
even though you don't consider yourself an influencer, you are influencing people in some way. If you're giving advice via social media, helping with working fitness. And I think that you're doing it in a really great way. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Do, do you feel like, did it intimidate you with other people on social media? No, I I feel like I really listen. We could all get into that self comparison trap, but I really try and like, I I always tell my friends, I'm like, I'm sorry if I don't like your stuff, but sometimes I really just, I can't go on and like scroll and look at other things. Like I just have to go on, post my shit and then then leave leave because it's really easy to start scrolling or just tap on that explore page and click on this. And then that photo leads to one thing leads to another. And then I, I, it's very, very easy. Do not get me wrong to fall back into that mindset or trap. And so I really try and just do my best to stay Mm -hmm. in my lane and not compare myself to anyone or anything Mm -hmm. for that matter. So do you have any goals for the next year with your business or social media or what you would like to happen with your social media accounts? Something that you want to come across or develop more? I don't know. Yeah, I think my number one goal at this point is to just get the word out, have people try my program and really grow this community so that there is a space for other women, people to get together and be like, Hey, like I struggle with this too. And, but I'm getting better or maybe I'm not just a safe community, a safe space where like-minded badass women who, you know, want to better themselves. I love that. That's That's awesome. If you had to give any advice to younger, younger girls or boys who are in that self-conscious stage they're starting to figure out what they want what would you tell them I would tell them that you are worthy simply because you exist like creation does not make mistakes you are here for a reason for a purpose there's no need to fit in or be cool just be your damn self Mm. period thank you (laughs) well that was I yep be your damn self, everyone. You heard it from Erica. Thank you so much for being on here. Could you just let everyone know your social media so they know where to find you and if they want to join your membership and all that fun stuff, definitely check her out because she's amazing. Yes. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can find me at underscore Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R with another underscore Instagram, TikTok, and then my website is resetet.com if you want to sign up for a seven-day free trial. or Do it, do it, do it, everyone. She's amazing. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for being on here today. This is awesome. I really appreciate it, Erica. Thank you for having me. That is a wrap, y'all. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As you know, please go like, share, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the listening platforms. If you are new, thank you for listening and I hope that you enjoyed and continue to follow along with our little self-love community here. And um, make sure to follow us on Instagram 
at the beautifully nasty pod and um, check out our new website at www.thebeautifullynastypodcast.com send in any questions you want to be featured on the podcast they can be anonymous or we can give a little shout out and anyone who would like to be on the podcast you can apply through the website if you'd like to follow me you can check me out at bianca vitali with three e's underscore on instagram And as usual, I just, I want everyone to have an amazing week and to do, do something, one thing for themselves, whatever, whatever that is, do something for yourself this week that makes you happy and just keep loving on yourself. So enjoy, soak up the sun and we'll see you next week. Bye guys.